Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas... You will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> a lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Du kom in här och blev nästan glad åt att känna som... Alltså, det, det var ju bara att jag hade rätt. <laughs> det, det finns som... ingenting jag älskar med att ha rätt. Det finns inget jag älskar med att ha rätt. Vad är det som händer i dig när du får rätt? Ja, men det, det är liksom så här rent lyckorus. Mm. Det, 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 det är sådana här bara, yes! Ren, ren och skär, liksom lycka. Är det till, till bekostnad för hur du mår när du har fel? fel? Jag har aldrig fel. Jag trodde jag hade fel en gång, men det var fel. <laughs> har det alltid varit så här, eller så ja. länge så länge kan minnas? Ja. Mm. Högmord har alltid varit min grej. Mm. Man faller dock lite jävla hårt ibland när man, ja. <laughs> när man väl faller så gör det ont. Liksom. Ja, det blir det. Ja. Vad, varför tror du han inte ville komma idag? Eh, alltså den shitstormen som han nu upplever i sociala medier Det är för att han är så självgod Att han inte ens kan skriva en bok om någon annan Utan att få det handla om sig själv mm. Just det. Ja, det har varit kritiken ja. lite grann Ja men precis Och jag ska inte säga Har du läst boken? Jag tänkte precis lägga till det <laughs> Nej, det har jag inte um, jag, jag har inte tid Men hur ofta har vi läst någonting som vi pratar om? Eller liksom? ja. här. Nej, nej, man behöver absolut inte ha läst det för att prata ja, men, om det. Jag, jag, jag vill hitta någon som har läst boken för jag har inte hittat någon. <laughs> Fattar du då det är då? <laughs> Alla recenserar den, ingen läste den. Mm. <laughs> Nej. Det var ju dräpande. Jag har bara läst recensionen i Expressen. Mm. Det var ju en ganska kraftig sågning, inte bara av boken utan ganska mycket ett karaktärsmord kändes det som också. Mm. Av ja. Navid. Mm. Så det kanske var lite hårt just så. Jag skulle ha hållit det till boken. Jag vet inte. <laughs> Diplomaten. Han skrev till mig att han, att han eh, har feber. Och jag svarade då. Åh vad tråkigt. Egotolkning går ju direkt till att du duckar PGA senaste tidens turbulens. Men vi förklart inte lyssna på en sidning skulle lapan där uppe krya. Sen så lade jag till. 
Men en kort telefonintervju för att visa för lyssnarna att så inte är fallet, tror jag. <laughs> <laughs> ja, Fan, jag hoppas aldrig du, du, du börjar jaga mig på det där sättet. Uskäckligt. Jag hade, ju varit, jag hade ju gått in i en dialog om det där. Alltså. Ja. Det hade blivit en jävla chat-battle fram och tillbaka. Jag hade ju inte kunnat bara släppa det där. Nej. Du hade Nej. fått ta två i pren och åka hit. Och <laughs> det. Men det hade ju varit skitintressant att få ja, höra, höra. Det finns ju det finns jättemycket intressanta grejer att prata om. Mm. Ehm, I och med liksom familjen och liksom, ja, den debatten som har blåsat upp. Ja, det skapar ju... Meningsskiljaktigheter även i vår lilla chattgrupp Mycket var rasande då för att han mm. hade gått emot enkan Och jag var så här, de hade väl en egen relation De får skriva sin berättelse Var landar ni på skalan? Jag har inte läst <laughs> Jag har inte läst, <laughs> men, men jag, jag skulle säga att uh... Men även om man skriver så här, Björn var en, en falsk liten fitta Så, så här, ja, det är väl Det, det blir lite såhär eh, Om det stämmer Att då liksom familjen Oavsett vem inom familjen har hört av sig både till förlaget och till Navid. Mm. Och sagt som att vi vill inte att den här boken görs. Mm. Och han gör den ändå. Då ska man göra en jävult fin hyllning. För att man inte ska se ut som en rövhatt. Nu verkar det som att dessutom har gjort en självgod. Eh, liksom, för, eller försökt göra en självgod pengar. Liksom kanon på det hela. Och då är det så här. Ja. Kanske inte var så jävla snyggt liksom. Nej. Uh... Var jag snäll nu? Jag var lagom snäll där. Du, jag kunde gått jävligt mycket hårdare ja. Okay. Mm. Ja, nej, Men jag är lite där också Att jag tycker det beror, ju, det beror ju faktiskt verkligen på Hur pass mycket egeninriktad den är Och liksom på vilket sätt den är Det är också Det är svårt liksom. Men, det, men det, jag, det jag vänder mig lite grann mot då I den här Expressen Som skapar lite osämliga Måste mig också gå Det var så att att han skriver typ så här. Särskilt på baksidan i texten då. Eh, eller det var till och med det var någon som skrev på Twitter. Så här. Baksidan i texten inleds med att Navid säger till Björn att han inte är grejen. Och sen följer citat med klokskap som Navid ger till Björn. Fingertoppskänslan när man ska ta ett steg tillbaka och låta någon annan spela huvudrollen på sin egen arena är inte massiv. Eh, då, då tänker jag bara så här att ja, men Björn hade ju exakt så hade Björn också sagt Det är inte jag som är grejen Alla mina klokskaper och insikter är inte jag som har hittat på Han har ju släppt sitt ego Han får ju bara vidare sina liksom, Buddhistiska insikter och visdomar Och han är ju inte grejen Han om någon skulle ju verkligen skriva under på att han inte är grejen liksom att det, inte, det är inte Björn som är liksom, den stora läromästaren som har kommit på allt Utan han är ju då bara ett, ett, eh, En amplifier för de eh, liksom, de som har gått före honom och mm. lärt honom saker. Så att jag tycker bara, så här, bara för att, han, och bara för att han, han i boken återger samtal där Björn säger massa snälla saker om Navid. Så kan det, man kan ju tolka det som att Navid är en narcissistisk självgod liten hora. Eller så kan man tänka, ja ah, vad fint att Björn var så kärleksfull mot sina medmänniskor och att han visar det i boken. Alltså man kan ju verkligen välja att tolka det på lite på olika sätt. Mm. Alltså var... om man kommer från en, en sinus och glasögon på eller med liksom kärleksfulla glasögon på, så kan man ju se det olika. Alltså för mig ligger ju inte problemet i att boken är liksom att Navid har, vad ska man säga, glömt bort Björn i boken, om man kan säga på det sättet. Liksom. Ja, men, att han har riktat om fokusen till sig själv. Ja. Mitt problem är att Björn har nyligen gått bort. Mm. Och hans familj har bett Navid att inte släppa den här boken. Mm. Och Navid gör det ändå. Mm. Och sen så är det liksom en... Ja, man skulle verkligen veta ja. varför de inte vill att den släpps. Mm. Har de sagt det? 
Nej, det var, nej, det var ju bara vi alltså, bättre men... laget. Ja, nej, alltså bara, ja. Vi hänvisar till vår Facebook-status som var, har tre ord. Var boken klar liksom, när de bara, det här vill inte vi. För det, är, det, var, det är jättemycket jobb bakom. Mycket frågor sina, som vi inte får svara på. Det är så synd här. Alltså. <laughs> Och det är nog någonting man får räkna med när du, när du gör en sån grej som, som författare. Att, alltså om du skriver om ett sånt ämne. Mm. Men så här, om, om, om man ska skriva en bok om, vad heter han som högg tantaluringen i, i Almedalen? Ja, Theodor Engström. Ja, och så skriver man en bok om honom och så säger hans föräldrar, Otto, jag vill verkligen inte att du skriver en bok om min son. Ja, men alltså så, här, så enkelt är det ju inte tycker jag. För att det var det som jag inte tyckte var, för att jag satt, var nära att skriva också i den, den pågående debatten som var i gruppen, men... För att det som jag tycker spelar in mer är väl snarare liksom så här för att om jag tänker att så bra vänner som, som det framstår att de var liksom, mm. eh, då tänker jag mig ändå att man har en någon form av relation med Björns då fru. Eh, det är jag framför mig. Också det behöver, nej, det behöver inte vara så. Man måste men, ha en relation man kan ju ha någon omtanke om. Ja, men precis, men jag säger inte, att, säger inte att det behöver vara så, men om så är fallet mm. och då att din bästa väns fru ber dig, då, jag tycker inte att det handlar om så här jag vet inte handla om cynism, men det kan finnas en fråga om, om bara respekt. Liksom. Att eh, liksom så här, här är en medmänniska och eh, min bästa väns fru som ber mig om en sak. Mm. Sen behöver inte han lyssna. Det är, alltså, inget säger att men hon måste få uttrycka den åsikten. Mm. Och han be- måste också få eh, inte lyssna på den. Men sen tycker jag också att det är intressant. För du som säger att eh, man kan ju tolka den på olika sätt. Mm. Uh, och jag är jävligt uh, sugen på att läsa den. För att jag vill, mm. ja, men jag vill, jag vill också få en uppfattning nu, mm. uh, om den. Men, för jag tycker du säger mer om en person Om, om Navid har alltså sagt så här: Björn är fantastisk, Björn är så kärleksfull Det säger mer om en person Att beskriva hur mycket kärlek Björn ger andra mm. Än att bara sitta och kasta superlativ på hur bra Björn är Att visa hur mycket han ger Av sig själv till andra, hur mycket, han, hur mycket kärlek han ger Det tycker jag är ett finare sätt att illustrera På hur kärleksfull han var Den ja, hade ju kanske kunnat vara kan... an, Ja Ja, jag vet, men det är ju intressant att så pass... Men det är intressant att så pass många har liksom tolkat den på samma sätt. Mm. Uh, och då tycker jag att det uh, säger någonting om liksom... Är det dåligt typ, skrivet då? Nej, men alltså typ så här, någon på förlaget måste ju kunna förutse vad som skulle kunna ske då, i alla fall. Alltså mm. de är inte dumma i huvudet borta på Mondial eller vilka Nej, kanske. men det kanske är helt eh, liksom förut. Eh, de kanske såg det komma och tänkte det här blir bra spinn på det. Kommer det. det. Jag vet inte. Det kommer hända grejer. Jag vet inte, det syns men, ju de är heller. Det kan men, man, absolut. De ställer, de ställer inte upp några intervjuer heller. Därför är det också så svårt att veta varför, vad, vad i boken bara som fick dem bara, det här vill inte vi ska komma ut. Men... Mm. Ja. Att han var snäll Om det bara är det, det låter jättekonstigt Att det var det de skulle alltså, jag, jag vill inte uttala mig, jag uttala mycket mer utan att ha läst boken jag, jag, jag tänker inte ta mig tid jag, alltså, jag tänker inte lägga Min redan väldigt utspelad tid På liksom en sån grej um, Så att jag ja, Men det känns bara som att Det här är lite mer än att Han bara har liksom Alltså Beskrivit hur, hur mycket kärlek Björn skrev Mm. Det, det, det känns som att det blir Alltså att han har feltolkat någonting Alltså att hustrun inte håller med om bilden Eller något sånt där mm. Det känns som att det är någonting så pass stort för att, alltså... Men då får man ändå ha sin egen bild tycker jag mm. Alltså man, man har ju sin egen relation Och sin egen bild av en person Och om en annan har det Det här stämmer inte med min bild Jag vet inte att du skriver en bok om um, Anders Eklund Det är inte min bild Han var en snäll pojke när jag, han växte upp Den måste du få med också Den bilden så här. 
Men det, det... Du kan inte få med allas bild alltid. Det, det, är, min, det, det är hans berättelse, hans perspektiv, deras vänskap, deras relation. Mm. Därför alla andra skriver sina ta, böcker. Ta det, ta det exemplet du tog innan då, Theodor Engström eller eh, Änglamördaren för den del, mm. eh, Anders Eklund. Jag, jag hade inte haft samma problem eh, kring det just för att det, det är liksom... Det beror ju på hur den boken hade utformats. Om det är precis som du säger. Om det är någon som skriver en bok om Anders Eklund. Och det blir en hyllning till Anders Eklunds eh, akvarellmåleri. Som han höll på med liksom. <laughs> eller vad fan som helst. Eh, och sen då kanske Englands mamma går ut och bara säger. Nej, det här är inte legit liksom. Då hade jag också tyckt att. Alltså skippa den boken. Mm. Ja, det kan man ju tycka. Sen är det också en viss skillnad på, alltså det var ett tag sedan det hände nu med Engla. Någon gång kan man tänka att någon gång så måste det bli liksom public domain och sånt stor stak och, mm. och prata om och skriva om och sådana saker. Det här var ju lite mer nyligen. Nej, det får man inte säga. Sen vill man också vara het på gröten med sådana här saker. Mm. Så att det är också, ah, det, ja. det, är my- många, det är mycket fin liri. Och, och jag tycker i det här fallet att Navida har klampat in väldigt mycket som en elefant i ett porslinskåp. Mm. mm. Ja, men, ja, nej, men det tycker det jag. Det var bra sagt. Ja. Men det hade bara varit så, det hade bara varit så fint, <laughs> fint att bara få, bara få tre meningar om varför. Mm. Så, jag tycker bara att fort man, fort mm. man blir eh, som denied utan att för, för, förstå varför så är det jobbigt tycker jag. Men handlar ju fått en förklaring, tänker jag. Ja, ja kanske. Jag hoppas det i alla fall. Ja. Ja. Uh, men ja, men har du, du har inte läst. Ja, har vi rätt ut språksituationen, André? Uh, yes, so we're gonna speak English. Oh, it's gonna be English. I, oh. Yes. Uh, Are you happy with that? Also? I'm perfectly fine. You're perfectly fine with yes. switching languages. <laughs> Good morning, sir. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? <laughs> Very good, thanks. Oh, uh, well, cool, how, how would you pronounce your name so we don't? Mudar. It's it's the it's a Mudar. very Arabic name. So mm. Mudar. 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 Right. And uh, we saw in our Insta DM that uh, you were a uh, day early. So you were here yesterday. You know, Syrians are are fashionably either late or super early. <laughs> I'm I'm trying to integrate, right? So all, all my Swedish friends uh-huh. are like, you have to be uh-huh. early to your appointments. Yes, I came one day early. That's well, that's, that's <laughs> very early. That's I would actually say that that is a very good um, tip if you're gonna inter- integrate in Sweden. Always be five minutes early mm. because everybody's gonna appreciate that. Mm. But but don't be too early. No, no, no then, not too early. That's what I said. Five minutes. <laughs> yeah. How uh, how long have you been uh, living in Sweden? Uh, six, seven years, almost seven years. Seven years, all right. And uh, you, because we we got your um, information from a guy called Tobias. Yeah. Uh, because we have been following uh, uh, the World Cup in Qatar. Yes. And uh, we were interested in in speaking to someone who had experience from being there. Uh, I've lived there nine years. Nine I can, years. I can tell you a lot about. It. <laughs> yes, please uh, tell us. Begin. The 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 best things about Qatar and the worst things about Qatar. Well, the best thing about Qatar is the Qataris. Very nice people. The Qataris. I mean, the Emiratis. The Emiratis are nice, but okay. Qataris, very nice people. Okay, so they're not the same. Uh, no, no, no. Okay. So you have, so you know, Emirates is where Dubai is. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now, now. now, 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 now. <laughs> Qatar okay. is Doha. Yeah, sorry. And 
And the worst thing about Qatar <laughs> is the other Qataris. <laughs> honestly, honestly, they're like, uh, it's schizophrenic. It's, it's very wide range of people that you would meet there. All right, but how, uh, why did you go to Qatar in the first place? So when I uh, graduated, I finished university, I wanted to do my, uh, you know, you do like uh, an internship. Uh, I studied biotechnology, genetic engineering. Oh. So you have to do, yes, I'm not that smart. I never worked with it. So like, okay. Oh. <laughs> Sorry to disappoint. But, well, but, <laughs> but that's a heavy title. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Just the title. I got the title out of it. But then, so I, I graduated from Jordan. Jordan is... Yes. Oh. Next Syria, and then from Jordan, I had to do an internship to get my like uh, bachelor degree. So they had a genetic research center in Qatar that was started by uh, Sheikha Moza. Sheikha Moza is uh, the prince's mother, who was at that time the prince's wife. And mm-hmm. then you know the prince left right. to his son. <laughs> wow. I see. I see. No, no, no. So the prince of Qatar, the previous prince of Qatar, left power to his son. Oh, okay. right. There are mm-hmm. multiple princes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounded like princes. he was dating his mother. And no, no, no. <laughs> so the, pr- like prin- Thrones, the <laughs> prince is the, the highest in the hierarchy. The prince. The prince. The, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, the emir. So there is no the king. Prince. No, there is no king. So, so Qatar is not a kingdom. It's an emirat. It's an it's a emirat Qatar. So it's like a prince country. Yeah. Okay. You get translated. Yeah. To. So, yeah. So she started a genetic research center. I did my internship there. But after two weeks, they... Uh, they switched it to um, uh, an autism care center. So okay. I lost my job automatically two weeks later. So, But then I found a job directly into cars at Mercedes-Benz. Well, Mitsubishi, then Mercedes-Benz. There is the same sister company. Yeah. So, you know, 21 years old, they told me you come and work for Mercedes-Benz. I was like, screw genetics. <laughs> 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 I'll do that. Uh, so. what, what did you do for them? Uh, so I started in marketing department. By 2009, I was the acting marketing manager for Mercedes-Benz. Uh, right. I was the youngest manager in, in automobile in Qatar. But then I left and I started my first company in 2010. And then, yeah, from there, it was just my own company until now. <laughs> and, and what did you do with your own company then? So the first one was into events, PR, and um, gift items. Basically, we would do a lot of you know, gift items for companies that we're going to give your customers, PR and events. Uh, then I started doing events for the Qatari government. In 2011, I started. There was something called Qatara, the cultural village in Qatar. So if you're in Qatar right now in the World Cup, that's where you hang out. Qatara is okay. the very fancy cultural village that they built. Uh, expensive, I Very assume. expensive, very expensive. But it's, it's very nice to hang out there. All right. It's very VIP. Uh, so yeah, so we, we were doing events for them. They would pay a lot for the events, obviously. And then, uh, so I would, I would... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. 
To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have, like, you know, a healthy fear of Real extreme darkness. <laughs> a lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Would propose 40 events per year. They would take one or two and the rest they'll be like, Qatar is not ready for this right now. <laughs> and then, yeah. And then out of doing events for them in 2012, I was asked to do the World Cup beach no the foot the beach football world cup qualifying round that took place in qatar that day right. that year uh, so i was doing it flags for that event and you know to do flags in a country like qatar is a miserable mission because there is no air it's like very humid and very warm but then when the air comes it just comes strong at once so if you're hanging a flag outside it's always dangling down it never flies but when the air comes, it just rips off directly. Okay. <laughs> so it was a very difficult mission. But I'm a, I'm a tennis player originally. I was Syria's number one three times in tennis. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so I was teaching my friend tennis at that time. And she asked me, why does the tennis racket have holes in the net? And I was like, so the air would go smoothly through the holes. You didn't. Then I'm like, shit, that's awesome for a flag. So I went and in Syria, we have this uh, tablecloth uh, fabric. that you okay. It has so many holes in it. So I went and I used that. I dyed it with the Qatari flag colors. Perfect. Flew perfectly. Because it doesn't resist the air. The air comes through it. It makes it fly. So every little air will make it fly. Okay. And then I realized, of course, Germans thought of it. They have a, a ready flag material from that. It's called Trinet. So I brought it to Qatar. Qataris went nuts. They were like, oof, awesome. Now our flag flies. One thing led to another. Uh, and then the Qatari government asked me to come over for a meeting with a very important guy. I'm oh. not going to name names because it right. could get my family in Qatar in trouble. But uh, how, how was your feeling when you got that meeting? Well, you know, when you're in Qatar uh, and you meet someone from the royal family or like important in the government, you feel, wow, I made it. You didn't make it status-wise. That's not so important for you in Qatar because you'll never make it status-wise. If you're not Qatari, there's a big class difference in Qatar between if you're Qatari and non-Qatari. Okay. So basically, there are the Qatari, the royal family Qataris, royal family B, then the normal Qataris, then Europeans and Americans, then Arabs, then Indians, Nepalis, and okay. so have you. So there are big class differences between these people, and it's it's very obvious when you get there. Okay. So uh, you never aim to be like a high class in Qatar, class-wise. But you, when you meet the government, you meet, you, it, it means a lot of money for you. So when I met them, I was like, oof, I'm going to get rich. That's, that's how I felt. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. That's it. All right. I'm going to get it. So yeah, so they called me into a meeting and they were like, uh, so the emir, the prince, the father prince. Now, they call him father prince right now. Okay. So the top previous. Dog. Top dog. Yes. <laughs> so top dog had a fabric, a piece of fabric uh, that is red colored for seven years at that point. And he, he wanted to change the Qatari flag from dark maroon to that little less dark maroon color. Okay. And he asked so many flag manufacturers to help him, but none of them could deliver that color that he wanted. So they asked me at that point, because I was doing the flags, right? And they were like, okay, you succeeded in doing a very good flag. 
can you succeed in doing that color of the flat? So I was like, well, we have a problem. If you put it on the window, it's one color. If it's like a sheet of fabric, you know, so you can't really. So I have to take my time to analyze. They're like, take all your time you want. So I knew a vexillologist. A vexillologist is a flag scientist. Wow. Flag scientist. A vexillology <laughs> is the flag science. So, <laughs> nerdiest okay. thing you'll hear all month, I promise. But yeah. <laughs> vexillology is a big thing in North America. They, they study. Yeah, of course. Science. Of course it is North America. Yeah. Of it's, course. It's, it's always there. <laughs> so I knew a vexillologist is one of the few in the world, by the way. Uh, he's Canadian. They were doing the Asian Cup in Qatar, which was a big deal in 2006. That's where Qatar started sport washing, if you want, yeah. 2006. Uh, and then that guy was doing the flags for them. Uh, so I went to him and I was like, yo, listen, you're big in flags. We were kind of friends. He's old. He's like in his 70s. And uh, do, can you help me with this? He's like, I'm not going to live in Qatar anymore. I'm going to move back to Toronto. I'm just going to keep the company. So if you want, you study vexillology for a six months course. And then we can do this together. I'm like, yo. Great. So I studied online vexillology. Now I'm a vexillologist. <laughs> it's really easier than you think to be a vexillologist. <laughs> it's no big deal. So, yeah, so I studied it and then we analyzed that fabric. And, you know, in a year time, 2012, we came back to the Royal Palace and we said, we have the fabric. Uh, that guy actually had the connections as well, the Canadian guy that I spoke well, to. I don't get it. Why would it be so hard to make a flag in a specific color? Yeah, he didn't like any of the other colors, the, the prints that were presented to him. So what we did is that we analyzed it to six colors. So we played the game, you know, like if you come back with one suggestion, he might be like, nah. But then we came back with six colors. We put six flagpoles. All the flagpoles we were, we were importing were from Sweden, by the way. <laughs> That's how I, I first had the connection with Sweden. So, uh, yeah, so we brought six flagpoles. We put six flag banners and six flying flags on these flagpoles. And we said... Of the Qatari flag. Of oh, the Qatari flag. Yeah. So six versions of the color that he had. And then he chose one. We put it in a golden plate, as you do in Qatar. And we were like, that's the one the Emir chose. 2012, later on, the Emir stepped down. The prince stepped down, gave the power to his son. First rule he came up with, he was like, we changed the flag. That's our new flag. Boom, I struck gold. <laughs> okay, so Basically. your flag was the new flag then. Exactly. So we oh, made wow. the new Qatari official flag 2012. End of it. Is it the same they use now? Uh, right now, yeah, yeah it's the yeah. same flag. Sorry, every time you talk, I think he's talking. <laughs> <laughs> in Syria, you know, the government is super anti-Qatar at that point. They were best friends in 2010. 2015, they hated each other. Uh, you go so fast. Yeah, I mean, Arabs, we, we're very emotional, you know. <laughs> we, we fight quick, we hug quick, that's all we are. And then, um, yeah, so they realize it's not a good statement that a Syrian guy is doing the Qatari official flag. They thought it's, it's just not, not going to go. So they called me into a meeting, a very friendly meeting, started. <laughs> and then I sat with this very important guy. He was the second guy after the prime minister of Qatar. Uh, and he gave me an offer to buy out my share in the company because the other share belongs to the Canadian guy. Yes. And remember, I'm Syrian, so my status is low Canadian, super high status, super powerful embassy. So they cannot really screw, up, screw around with Canadians. So they decided to buy me out. Was it a generous offer? Very generous. Money-wise, very generous. How offer. much? How much? Mm -hmm. I can't say. <laughs> It's, it's, it's a lot. Around. Of, uh, <laughs> it's, it's three times what my company was worth at that time. Okay. Like my share was worth. They gave me three times the, the, the amount. 
But the offer said that within the next two years, I would hand over the company to the government, as in I teach them what, how do you run this company, uh, which was 164 employees. It was a lot of uh, complicated issues to do. Like, you know, it's, 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 it, was, it was not easy. So they said for the next two years, you work for free, basically, handing over the company. And we pay you your money, the, the worth of the company, every other month. We pay you one installment over two years. So I was like, dude, I wanted to say yes, honestly, because after those two years, what happens is that I will be employed by the Qatari government being the client for my company, as in my company will turn into the supplier. Uh -huh. I'll work for the government for a very generous salary. Uh, the salary, I can tell you, it was uh, around 80,000 kroons tax free. So it was like awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, yeah, so and they, they will be the company will be doing the Qatari National Day and I will be the National Day Committee of the in the government. Uh, and I said, well, money wise, generous offer. But if you give me one dollar today, it's not the same worth after two years. First and second, I'm not going to work for free for you for two years. Come on, do it. Make it six months. And I, I swear, I was just talking with the stone. I was like very friendly. The guy, I knew the guy. Like we did a lot of events for the government. The guy was the head of the events. So he goes, this is not a negotiation. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not here to bargain with you. This is what's going to happen. And I go, you know, cocky me. I, uh, <laughs> at that point, I had a big head. And I go, nah, over my dead body. That's not going to go. You can go like... In Arabic, I just said, go away. But when you do this with your hand in Qatar, that's called that means I put five on your face. That's pretty much, <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much fuck off in Qatar. <laughs> I swear I forgot. I did not mean to do that. Like, just for the record, I didn't mean to say that to this guy. I just did, nah, you know, like, it's not going to That's work. exactly something I could do. Right? Exactly. Like, Holy I just shit. waved my hand at the guy. He took it Qatari, because he is Qatari. And he is, just for the record, illiterate. He doesn't read and write. He is directly from the desert. He's a Bedouin guy. In Qatar, you'd learn that there are city people and Bedouin people from the desert. Okay. He's a Bedouin person. But he was the second to the prime minister in power. Oh. And he can't read and write. Cannot read and write. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <Wow>. Like, <laughs> true story. You could check. But then, um, yeah, so he took it very personally. He literally fucked up. <laughs> so two days later, I'm sitting in my office. You know, chilling. It was July. I call my friends. Yo, what's up? Let's go on your boat. Whatever. Like you're living Qatari life, which is a very luxurious life. Uh, <laughs> two Qatari guys come in my office wearing the dishdash, the white Casper clothes. Uh, they sit next to me and they're like, hey, you have a meeting at the Ministry of Interior. Are and these I, police uh, police officers? Uh, you, you can't tell when they're wearing white. Where? I'm just curious. Because they have police, I assume. Yeah. Where do they have the guns? The, well, uh -huh. where do, where there are two, two types of uniforms. If you're wearing white and you are actually working for the police, then your CID, which is SAPO here. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, but then they have their, their guns in the cars. They don't carry them around. Oh, they don't carry them. Because oh. they, they don't really need to. They're like, but they have uh, two other polices. Lachwea, which is the highest authority police. They do whatever they want to do. They're wearing military clothes like proper military army clothes. And then you have the police, police, uh, which is called Faza, <laughs> very Qatari word. Right. Uh, and they have a police uniform with guns and, and everything. So you'd, you'd know directly they're police. Mm. 
those two people, I didn't know where they, what they are, who they are. They just said, you have a meeting, Ministry of Interior. And I said, no, I don't. They're like, yeah, you do. I go, okay, uh, I'm standing up. They go, you don't need your phone <laughs> for this meeting. And then I knew, okay, something is really wrong. You know, Living in Qatar for nine years at that point, I knew how it works in Qatar. So I knew something was wrong. I just didn't know what was wrong because I really didn't link that hand gesture mm. to being taken to jail. That preposterous, enormous insult. Yeah. <laughs> Very <Yes>. serious insult. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't do that in Qatar. <laughs> So yeah, so I uh, I take my uh, myself only, and I sit in their Land Cruiser. Land Cruiser would be soon on the Qatari flag. They all own Land Cruisers in Qatar. <laughs> Everyone has a Toyota Land Cruiser. All, all the, the the YouTube videos and stuff you it's see. Land Cruiser. All of them. Yeah. <laughs> it's the most pop- Toyota is the most selling car in Qatar. Land Cruiser is the top seller. Mm-hmm. Great car. It is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> really so, good car. Uh, Ploy approved. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Afghan approved as well. It's really. Oh nice. yeah. 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 It's a very functional car. You can't mm-hmm. deny it. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> we're not sponsored by <laughs> Toyota. Toyota does not pay. There it. are <laughs> other cars, but not the Land Cruiser, though. <laughs> well, yeah. So I sit in that car. They take me to the Ministry of Interior. Very politely, nobody touched me. Nothing. They walk in. They open a door. They're like, "This way, sir." I walk in. They close the door. No light for one week. Uh, so it's like a very small cell, which I like barely saw. There was a sink and a hole in the ground, and they had a hole in the door, so they put food in and food out. So they, they like, just tricked you in this, into the cell? Yeah, basically. Like, I had no clue what was going on. I just psh, 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 walked very politely. Oh, and they think, <laughs> psh. But if you would have, uh, would have had a clue, uh, could you have done something about it? I'm not sure. I don't think so. <laughs> like, it's not sound like nah, you. It's, <laughs> it's, it's not a good uh, idea to resist the police there, because they don't, you know, when you're Syrian, they don't give too... Shit's about. <laughs> no. No, so one week. One week there, uh, I didn't really eat because I thought someone wants to poison. I had no clue why was what I was there, what I was doing there. So one week later, I f- figured out yes, it's one week. Because you said over my dead body. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so they <laughs> were like, like yeah. that happen, right? <laughs> Let's make that what true. What did you do for a week in that cell? Uh, I started imagining scenarios why I'm there. Did I sleep with the wrong Qatari woman? Did I <laughs> did I do the wrong, did I say something wrong to someone? I did just did not figure out it was that guy. But for one week, not to go insane, I found a worm, which died after like a couple of days, I guess. And I made her my friend. I called her Susu. And when, <laughs> when she died, I realized there was a cockroach living next to my mattress. And then I called her Mumu. <laughs> But, but then I didn't find them anymore. Mumu bailed on me. I don't know. <laughs> like, so that, For fuck's sake, Mumu. That was, that was my... Yeah, man. Come on. Not cool. But that was like... <laughs> took his land cruiser. And <laughs> We have a live chat. They're asking, how was the prison in Qatar? The worst. <laughs> I haven't been to other prisons, but I can imagine they can be worse. <laughs> I mean, you described a dark room with a hole in, in, in the wall, a sink, and, and a mattress. Yeah. The oh. mattress... <laughs> a cockroach <laughs> named yeah. Boo. Or yeah. Mumba. Mumu. Mumu. <laughs> Mumu. 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 Don't this Mumu. <laughs> <laughs> it was very bad. And the second one, like that was the isolation cell. Which was, uh, you know, I didn't see much. But like the second one, the the proper central jail of Qatar, yeah. is very bad. Uh, I can tell you one story from there if you want. Yeah, a very short one. I uh, uh, there was a guy there called Hamad. He's an ex 
national volleyball player in Qatar. So he's 2.9 centimeters tall. He is this massive guy, and he is in jail because he's a gay rapist. So he rapes guys. Mm. Right? So uh, in jail, he's living his life. <laughs> he's happy. <laughs> I swear, I'm, I'm <laughs> it's very bad. <laughs> so that guy gets a sentence of five years for raping someone. Before he gets to get out, he rapes someone else because he's honestly, he's like a psycho. Uh, so, <laughs> so one morning, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm at the pisser, sorry, say, like I'm, I'm peeing. Uh, and next to me was this Nepali guy peeing. Uh, and, and since I came to Qatar, I've always heard that I'm a pretty boy. Qataris always <laughs> thought I'm a pretty boy in Qatar. I yes. thought I'm super white until I came to Sweden, but you know. <laughs> uh, so there, the, I see in the reflection of the stainless steel pisser, I see this guy walking, kind of creeping up to us, 6 a.m. in the morning, wearing only a towel. And then I'm like, shit, it's going down. I look at the Nepali guy. I'm like, no, it's definitely going to be me. You know, pretty boy. <laughs> so I, I like prepare myself. I see him coming and then I jump on the pisser. And with all the power I have in the world, I punch this guy in the nose. He, I think he, it moves him like two centimeters back. And then he slapped me with a backhand. I flew. He's <laughs> like a very strong person. Uh, but then he went to the police and complained that I punched him first and his nose was bleeding. So they were like, yo, if you don't say sorry and he doesn't forgive you, like, say he doesn't want to press charges you will go to jail for six months just for punching like you assault him first and he's qatari so i go to him i'm like yo hamad bro <laughs> i'm so sorry i punched you but i thought you were coming to rape me and he goes <laughs> <laughs> and he goes dude not you i was going for the other guy nepali <laughs> everyone knows i have a type i'm like shit my bad <laughs> you know wow. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas... You will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> a lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, <laughs> yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Acast powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com I'm not fucking molded.